Welcome into the Jackson and Caden podcast here on a Tuesday, May something, 17th, I think. Yeah. After a big Celtics win, we're going to recap that, preview the final or preview the conference finals matchups. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I'll be the first to say that, you know, Boston Milwaukee was a toss up, um, I didn't really have an expectation on who to win. I thought it was going to be a close series and a close game, and it was. But, man, I was shocked by what Luka did to the Suns. That was just an embarrassment. Um, Chris Paul and Devin Booker looked like absolute chums. Luka Doncic, 35 points in 30 minutes. Brunson went off. He had, like, 24 points. And Dinwiddie had, like, 30. So... I get yeah. Lucas scoring 35 and Brunson maybe getting 24, but then when you're 30, you're getting blown out by 40 most of the game. That is that is just something something else. Yeah. So I have pretty bad seasonal allergies, so I was like asleep during that game. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I was all messed up, so I went, went to sleep. Woke up. I'm like, what just happened? The Suns got blown up by 30? Like, that's that's pretty embarrassing, honestly. You have a team that's has the best record in the league. They're supposed to make another final trip this year, at least compete for one. And, man, Chris Paul, I love the guy, but another loss that he shouldn't have had in the playoffs. Yeah, my favorite thing yesterday was I woke up, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch Stephen A. Smith talk about this. So I turn it on, and they have Pat Beverly on the show. And that man, um, he basically said, Chris Paul is not a good defender. He's a cone. We call him a cone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Poor Chris Paul getting flamed by Pat Bev. But Pat Bev was flaming everybody yesterday, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Patrick Beverly has literally no filter and just went on first take and like just going at guys. He's like, when I play Steph Curry the next day, I'm getting a good night of sleep. When I play Chris Paul, like, I basically don't have to go to sleep. It's easy. Yeah, and it's is. like, gee, that, Bev. Like, yeah. relax, bro. What's the matter? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, in the locker room, no one's afraid of the Suns. We all wanted the Suns. Yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah. you barely want to like- play in game. And, you lost in seven in Memphis. Like, calm down, buddy. Yeah, really. And he, he's like, yeah, I was on a phone call the other day with one of my teammates, and he's like, I probably shouldn't give their name out. Ah, uh, what the heck? I was talking to Paul George the other day, and he said he wanted the Suns. Like, they thought they could have beaten them. And it's like, okay, y'all. I would agree. It was a bad loss for the Suns, but relax. The Timberwolves, I don't think we're beating the Suns. We're being all honest here. No, I think the only team... I didn't even... The Mavs, I think, got lucky in the way that the Suns just struggled in every aspect of their game in Game 7. I don't know what it was, but they just struggled. Yeah. A fluke. I don't it know if that happens again, but... Wow. Game 7, they just didn't show up. Yeah. And we'll see. So we got Mavs-Warriors... It's a rare four seed versus three seed. And I think the Warriors, some people are saying that the Suns maybe were a better matchup for them. I totally disagree. 
I think that's the perfect matchup for the Warriors. I think they're going to win like five or six, I'm being honest. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. I think the Mavs will get will give less of a fight. Mm-hmm. Just because of who the Suns are. Who the Suns are. And who the Warriors are. Because the Warriors have three guys that are running around the whole time. And Luke is probably going to have to guard one of them. He's going to have to guard Clay, Steph, or Poole. He's going to be chasing on defense. And, um... On the offensive end, for the Mavs, I mean, they have they relied on attacking Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who are pretty slender-built guys. And, I mean, the Warriors have some guys that are built pretty thick and can stop, mm, contain Luka. I wouldn't say stop Luka. They can contain <laughs> yeah, him a little, bit, a little bit better than other teams have. Yeah. I, I said Warriors in five or six. I, yeah, I agree right. with you, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, Luca. I'm going to be honest, I don't even think he's going to be the best player in the series, because Chef Curry's my guy, and I think he's one of the best players in the NBA. They're definitely close, but they also got Dre, they got Clay, they got Wiggins, they got a bunch of defenders all over the place. And, you know, you never know, though, with the Mavs, this is kind of a, like, revamped Rockets team with James Harden about five years ago. Yeah. With uh, a lot of ISO ball from Luka, and they got shooters all over the place. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah. We'll if, see. If Mavs, <laughs> if they have their role players play like they did um, early in the series with the Suns, so, like, Dinwiddie going off, Brunson playing well, Kleba playing well, those players, if they can play well and sit – in the corners and make their shots, they have a good shot to take this game, this series to seven games. But I don't see that happening on a consistent basis. Yeah, I would agree. And going to the Eastern Conference, Celtics in Game Seven blow out the Bucks. Man, I was so pumped about that. Game Six, it was the Tatum versus Giannis show. They both got into the 40-point mark. Um, really just impressed by the Celtics. Um, Grant Williams hit, what, seven threes? Yeah. He was on fire, was and seven, the Bucks eight. really didn't have it in Game 7. Yeah, they – I don't know what was going on with the Bucks' defensive plan because they slowed down Tatum a little bit. But like you said, like Grant Williams had seven or eight threes, and it wasn't like he was eight for eight. Like he, he shot a lot of threes. And yeah. they just wouldn't go out and guard it. And they were doing it to Derek White a little bit, too. They just were not guarding him. And I don't know what their game plan was to just let Boston shoot open threes because they're a good shooting team. But you know what? They made that mistake. Giannis couldn't get it done. And Celtics are now in the conference finals yet again. And I do want to say it, Pat yeah. Bev. Pat Bev. Yesterday on first take, they like gave their list of like top five players in the playoffs right now, and I think he had it was Luca Tatum, um, Jimmy Butler, Steph maybe. Um, yeah, I think he had Steph, and then he had Marcus Smart. Let's go. Yeah, Marcus I was like, all guy. right, and then um, who was on with him? JJ Redick also put Marcus Smart in his top five. Wow. Um, 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, going back to the strategy of the Bucks, the announcers were saying it throughout the series. They are saying, Bucks are going to give you threes. They're not going to give you layups or anything in the paint. And, you know, I don't think that's really a style you can play in today's NBA unless you're playing a really bad shooting team. Because mm-hmm. they're going to shoot threes. Like, the Celtics shot high 40s, low 50s amount of threes, and they, they shot efficiently. I think they shot 51. And you're never going to win that happens. No, but if you yeah. shoot like Milwaukee yeah. and only make four threes, then that's a good game plan. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but... I mean, I, I'm i thanking them. Thank you, Coach Bud. That was, that was a beautiful game. <laughs> Beautiful game plan for the Celtics, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty happy. And going back to the ranking, earlier today I made a top ten players left in the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Let me read it off to you here. So I'll go down from ten down. Okay. Uh, let me find it quick. Okay. We got number ten. Who else? With the All Star starter, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Applause. Um, then we got at number nine, my guy, Marcus Smart. Um, I love that they put him in the top five, but I can't quite put him there yet. He's a great player, great defensively. He's been playing very well offensively too. Number eight, we got Clay Thompson. He's been playing, he's been playing good. Had great game six, like he always does. We got Bam at seven, Draymond at six. Five's Jalen Brown. Four, Jimmy Butler. Got Jason Tatum at three. Luke at two. Steph at one. Is that based on just, like, overall performance or this playoffs? No, it's just overall. Like, who I would want these next few games. Yeah, it it accounts for playoffs, accounts for what I've seen from them the last few years. Okay. Kind of accounts for everything. I was going to say, I'm like, um, I would probably have Steph not at one if it was just this playoffs, but. Yeah, good I understand that. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for these games. I think the best series is going to be Boston and the Heat. And the only reason I think so is I think both will be low scoring just because of how well both teams are on defense. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Boston and Miami have a similar play style where they like to attack the rim and shoot. So I think it'll be interesting. I think hot take maybe here, but I think Duncan Robinson's going to be the X factor for the Heat and like his playing time and how efficient he is is going to determine if they win or lose this series. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, Duncan has had some pretty big games against the Celtics in his career. Um, unfortunately, he's hit very many, or not very many, many big shots against us. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing is we matched up against some of the Eastern Conference Finals in 2020. The bubble. And it was not good for us. I think we lost in six. Mm-hmm. And this is a different team, though. Celtics had the best team months in the NBA this time. They have Marcus as their guard defender instead of Kemba. Guys like Derek White, everyone can play defense. Even Peyton Pritchard, good defender. Write it down. He's he's he had a great game seven, and he just hustles, man. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be gonna be very interesting. Jimmy Butler, obviously, very clutch. They got shooters. They have depth. And the scariest person over there is Eric Spoelstra. 
I think still the best coach in the NBA. He is doing an amazing job over there with the Heat and with what he has been given. It's not the most talented group of guys. I can I can say that with confidence, but they play really well as a team together, and I'm excited to see this series. Yeah, I definitely think both teams are improved. Obviously, Miami added P.J. Tucker. Um, they also added Kyle Lowry. We'll see how much he plays, but both teams improved from their last Eastern Conference matchup. I agree. All right, next topic. What do you got for us? Um, I mean, let's just talk a little hockey. Okay. The Bruins, M7. Have a little moment of silence real quick. Okay. It was, it was tough. I watched the end of it. We had a chance. Had a bunch of good shots on goal. They lost 3-2. What a great series. I just want to be on record to say that um, all of these series I predicted correctly. Um, and it sucks because I didn't have any money on it. So yeah. now I'm upset. But I don't know. Boston took the Hurricanes better than I thought they would. I thought they made it a much closer series than I originally thought. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning, just a great organization. They're moving on. And then Kings and Oilers. Oilers are a dominant team. I'm curious to see how they do the rest of this playoffs. And then last night you had, um, no, two nights ago, I believe, Penguins Rangers. You got a feel for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They were up this series, and then they lost Sidney Crosby to a concussion, and then they didn't win. They didn't win from there. Three games they lost. And, um, yeah, that's tough, but. Live and move on. Don't lose in overtime. And then yeah. the Dallas Stars and the uh, the Flames played la- uh, Monday night. And, you know, Dallas got their Game 7 magic with the Mavericks. So that's why the Stars lost that game. And then Tuesday, tonight, Lightning Panthers and then Blues Avalanche. Wow. that Those are two really good matchups. You know, and I'll I'll take yeah. the lightning and the avalanche. Yeah, with the NHL playoffs, it's been really fun. Ton of how many game sevens in the first round? Five? I think there was five. Yeah, five or six. Five. It was just yeah. like what? That, yeah, playoff hockey. Everyone plays really hard. Super exciting. Um, I'm not a big hockey fan, but I put it on every once in a while, and it's it's, it's very fun. Yeah, I was really watching. Good to watch. I was watching a little bit the other day. I was watching the uh, Bruins Hurricanes game, um, just because there was nothing else on TV, and thought, why not? And I was pleasantly surprised with the quality of gameplay there. Yeah. Um. So we've been going pretty quick today. So I just thought of a game. We're gonna credit Kenny Beecham, King of the Fourth Quarter. He's a basketball guy on YouTube. We thought of this. Him and his podcast. It's how much would you pay this guy? Oh, God. And so I think we're going to do a game TikTok. with NBA players. I'm going to give you a name. Tell me how much you're paying him. All right. Um, if you're offering Are we going one-year deals? We'll go back and forth. It's however much you want. So say I name a player, uh, Bobby Johnson, and he can be like five years, oh, $250 God. million. I got to build a like contract. That. Okay, I'm just like, 
I'm going to neglect salary yeah. cap for this game because I have yeah. no idea what that is right now. So Yeah, so we're just going to kind of make it up as we go. Okay. My first player, I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. Marcus how much Smart. you paying him over how many years? Um, I'll go three. Three years. 60 mil. Yeah. Give him about 20 a year. Fair. I'd give some good incentives in there, but he's one of those players that, not a max contract, but a pretty good one because he's a really good role player and he knows what he's supposed to do and he kind of has great leadership out there. So I think 20 a year for three years wouldn't be too bad for him. I would definitely agree with that. I was thinking around the 20 million mark too. I wasn't sure how many years maybe four maybe five i just love this player though so i'm <laughs> a little biased and yeah it's spot on in that one all right you're up all right um <coughs> lebron james lebron okay i'm giving him a two-year contract worth hmm Seventy to thirty-five million a year. I think that's pretty fair. I don't think he would take that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think he wants more than that. But I like the two-year yeah. construct there because you know he's getting old. I mean, he's still playing great, but he is getting a little old, and he's not as available as much. So not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely can still impact the game. He's still MVP caliber, as we saw this year. His team is awful, but his numbers are really good. Um, and he's getting older, so only a few years, but he's still worth that kind of money. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me think of the guy. Hmm. We'll go with... Oh, we go. This is a pretty obvious one, but Jalen Brunson having a great playoffs. How much you get from him? Jalen Brunson. Uh, I'd probably go five, five years. Sticking around 25, 30 a year. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go thirty a year. Um, and if I'm a team that is in need, like in desperate need of a a guy second to my most um, valuable player on my team, then I'd give him that number. I don't know if he's ready to be the one, like the main guy quite yet. That's why I'm giving that five, that five years, because, you know, you can develop him as that too, and then if someone leaves, he can be that guy and see how that works out, but... Right now, I'm not paying him um, big guy money. Yeah, I was thinking about five for like 20 or 22. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Let's go with... Um, let's see. On the off chance, Jordan Poole is looking to leave Golden Ooh. State. What are, you, what are you throwing at him? Mm, that's a really tough one. So I'm just comparing him to Brunson. I think he's got a higher ceiling than Brunson. But 
I think they're pretty equal, in my opinion. I might go up a little bit more just because the shooting is so good. Mm-hmm. So I'll go like five years, 125. So like 25 million a year. It's not too bad. I think I'm right around that same mark. Um, A little more valuable right now than Brunson, but also a little bit scared because he's only been doing it for a year. So kind of like the same with Brunson. Like we didn't really see much of this last year, but kind of that same, that same uh, criteria for the both of them. All right. So we got a few more minutes. Let's go to our last segment here. Where is Chris Paul on the ranking of best players ever to not win a championship? Where would you have him around? I don't have a handy list here of the greats who have yeah. not won one, but want me to start, want me to start it off? I I don't. I'm kind of thinking at least top fifteen, just because he's mm-hmm. he is really good, and people are gonna get the recency effect with with him but I mean the man just turned 37 and the Mavs threw an excellent game plan at him making him play really tough defense against Luka and then you know kind of not letting him get his drop coverage on pick and rolls so you know if you can game plan like that and you know we saw a couple games even this postseason against New Orleans that he played great and I think that speaks to him more than the bad losses but yeah I would say top 15 I mean I think personally I would love to see him win one but I thought this was his last chance this was his last year to win one and he just turned 37 so we'll see what's next for him yeah I would definitely agree with you there this was his best shot number one seed him book DeAndre Ayton a bunch of great role players yeah, so it's kind of tough to see them go out in the second round. Yeah. I but will say, here's what I'm gonna do. I have to ask. You might have to have Harry back on this podcast and say who's better, Marcus Smart or Mikel Bridges, and he's got to point at, hey, game seven, games on the line. Who got beat by forty or thirty? Exactly, and who in an elimination game, game six, Marcus was nice. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that right now. He, he really well. showed up, had a great game, and, and yeah, I think we just basically settled the debate. I hope Harry's listening to it. Marcus Smart is far superior to Mikael Bridges, and it was answered in this playoffs. It's a fact now. Like, just great to see, you know. Yeah. Um, going back to Chris Paul. So I'm just looking at a list of players that have never won. I would have Charles Barkley over him. Yeah, for sure. I would have John Stockton over him, but very close. I just think John Stockton's a very underrated player in history. Um, he was really great. One of the greatest passers of all time. And could shoot the basketball when he needed to. I would have Patrick Ewing over Chris Paul. I would have Allen Iverson slightly over Chris Paul. <coughs> I'd have Reggie Miller. Over Chris Paul. And the last one is Carl Malone. I think it's a little overrated, but I think I'd probably have him over Chris Paul. So if I have Chris Paul rated at about seven on the list. Wait, nope, Steve Nash is better. Slightly. Um, I would say the closest I would have is with Allen Iverson. 
um, skill level wise. Yep. I think they're very close in skill. And I don't think Chris Paul is necessarily better than Allen yeah. Iverson. Here's here's basically the argument. Allen Iverson I think had a higher ceiling. He won the MVP. Made it to led its team to the finals. That was pretty bad. Um but Chris Paul is definitely the more efficient player. A lot much better passer. Shoots a lot better from the field. And yeah, that's basically the argument you gotta have. But I, I give the edge to AI by just a little bit. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, and uh, you have anything else, or I think we could probably wrap it up around here. Yeah, um, no, I don't really have anything else. Um, if you're out there listening, enjoy your summer, uh, make the most of it. Hopefully, the weather's nice where you're at, and we will see you yeah. on the next podcast. Yes, and before we go, go Celtics! Come on, get the game one win tonight. You got it. Mavs and Sands on. Go ahead. I said Mavs in seven. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I said Golden State in five, but we'll see. Um, later this week, we're going to review a movie by M. Night Shyamalan, a very odd movie called Old. And we're going to be talking about that, telling you guys our opinions. And that'll be our 10th episode, so pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about yeah. this. All right, have a good day, everyone. All right, see y'all.